and welcome to the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson. I'm the founder of Stack, the service that searches out the world's best independent magazines and delivers them direct to thousands of readers around the world every month. If you love discovering great new publishing from outside the mainstream, head over to stackmagazines.com and use the code podcast to save 10% when you join our independent magazine club. This week, I'm speaking with Mari Ushag, editor-in-chief and publisher of Bike Vibe, the magazine that sets off for a different city each issue to report on the cycling culture it finds there. Mari started the magazine in 2014, sort of by accident. She was on holiday in Tokyo and found herself taking hundreds of photos of the bikes she saw on the streets and realised that she wanted to actually do something with the pictures, rather than just store them away and never look at them again. The whole project has grown from there, and it was lovely to hear how it's evolved spontaneously, still running on that same enthusiasm and the simple pleasure of cycling. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Mari from Bike Vibe. Mari, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Thank you for having me. Uh, and uh, I, it's probably worth saying up front, we have a baby sleeping in another room. So I, I feel like kind of the pressure's on now. We need to get this done while we can. <laughs> Most certainly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you are the, uh, the person who started uh, Bike Vibe. Am I right saying that you started 2015? Yeah, 2015 is probably the the official date for it but uh we started um i started thinking about it in 2014 uh when i was traveling in tokyo mm-hmm. um so um that will probably be when my mind started to like fundle about how this could work out but um the official first issue was 2015 yes okay and, and tokyo was the first issue wasn't it yes um the tokyo issue actually it wasn't a planned issue I and mean, all of this wasn't really a plan when I started it. Um, I was traveling in Tokyo, Tokyo with uh, seven friends uh, and I've always been into cycling and uh, sort of like the bike design and I've heard that Tokyo was like packed with bicycles. Uh, so. I bought a new camera for the trip uh, and I started taking photos uh, and like two days into the trip, I, I had like 600 photos <laughs> of bicycles. So um, I, I just started like, I can't just put this on a hard drive. I have to do something about it. Um, so everything actually started as a photo book, like a huge photo book. And uh, after putting it together, I was just like, this is it's interesting, but it's kind of boring as well. What else can we do? So then we started doing some interviews uh, with stores and like really what what I Googled, like Tokyo and bicycles and what I came over. Um, but we did maybe like five articles and put together a magazine and I like basically printed like a hundred copies or something mm-hmm. just for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we put it up for a sale again, just for fun. Uh, and it sold out like from, I told people about the magazine, 
and then we sold out in a couple of days and i i thought like wow this could really be something um <laughs> yeah <laughs> well because i guess like you know so Tokyo is just one of those cities that inspires a kind of fanaticism and and people are incredibly curious about it and also cycling is one of those sports or hobbies that again inspires this great fanaticism so I guess you kind of found yourself in a bit of a, a sweet spot yeah I guess so as well um I, I thought about that a, a lot like when I've been doing this for years now it's I think we really found a sweet spot, both in the Tokyo issue, but also the first like real edition that we did was the second issue uh, for Oslo, my hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was really when um, the cycling, sort of like the city cycling and everything was starting to have a boom. Um, so we like hit that straight on. Um, and then it's sort of it's sort of like we've been surfing on a wave of that sort of i don't know enthusiasm for cycling and environment and everything Mm. uh going on from there Mm. um and it hasn't really stopped and now covid uh people are cycling more than ever so (laughs) and and so so that that's something that you so your your most recent issue is the helsinki um, issue and you note in the introduction to that that Obviously, COVID has has presented all sorts of obstacles and difficulties for people doing things. But one of the kind of unexpected benefits is that you're seeing people more interested in cycling now than than ever before. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we got that from a lot of stores and people renting out bikes and stuff like that as well. They they were sold out of bikes and like they were renting out all the bikes they had and stores were selling out bikes mm. just because people now like cycling became the most or the safest way to travel about. So mm. I guess um, it's been if you can take some positive out of COVID, I think um, cycling, more cycling, <laughs> that would be one thing. But okay, but so also the only thing. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. I mean, p- particularly for someone who makes a magazine where you travel to a different city each issue, COVID obviously presents a, a fundamental challenge to that because, of course, you couldn't travel to Helsinki to to make the issue. So, I mean, we're was there a part of you that thought maybe we'll just not make this one or we'll wait for uh, like post covid days or or did you were you always convinced that you were going to go ahead and make it anyway uh that's a great question because I, i've been asking myself that a lot uh, throughout when when it started to like mumble that covid would come to europe and to norway um we like so um, since we're self-published i i don't really have like a specific date that we publish each issue mm. so we we take great pride in like the a magazine has to be ready and it's ready when it's ready sort of mm-hmm. uh, so we have like a, a date around like may june sort of around that but when covid hit i was like should we postpone it should we do like a full issue should we do something else or should we just go on and try to do this just like do it as the best we can um and we really we had booked a trip to helsinki um the week before i think we were supposed to travel uh they cancelled or they shut down the whole country 
so we we were like holding on to like the idea of traveling for a really long time and my <laughs> yeah, deputy I, I remember that time i remember when people were still people were still thinking like oh we could still do this somehow before it all really sunk yeah. in yeah yeah yeah, and, and I think uh, Norway uh, shut down before the UK. I think we were two weeks ahead. Right. And Andy, my deputy editor, he's um, based in London. Uh, so we were still like, when Norway shut down, we were still like hoping, okay, we can send Andy still. He can take the photos. <laughs> that's the most important part. Mm. We can do the interviews online. That's not a problem. Um, but then COVID hit full on and we were just like we have to think about the health of our staff and mm. our friends so yeah that it was a really challenging just are we going to cancel it or are we going to go on and I, I figured it was better to just produce something instead of canceling everything because COVID is so negative in the first place so let's try and just do the best we can and uh it was uh, it was a real challenge, I have to say, yeah. um, doing doing everything by by email and uh, and Zoom and not like getting the chance to travel, which is a big part of dealing with this magazine. I think the traveling part is really important, and we take great pride in exploring everything ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and- but, yeah. So well, I was just going to say, you, you mentioned it yourself. The photography is so important to the magazine. And I mean, Definitely. you know, it's, it sounds like that's kind of where it started because you were off in Tokyo with your camera and you were taking pictures. How do you yeah. how did you go about uh, transferring such an important part of the magazine or, onto somebody else? Well, um, uh, it all started with, like like I said, uh, in the beginning, I was taking all the photos. I'm not a photographer. I'm a designer, but, mm-hmm. I, uh, but I enjoy taking photos. Uh, so it all started with that. And um, it sort of progressed into when Andy came about with a magazine. He's an amazing photographer. He sort of took over and he shot most of the magazine. Mm-hmm. But obviously, when we can't travel, we couldn't, we didn't have any photographers. So um, I actually went back to an idea that I had uh, a couple of years ago that we actually wanted to include like local photographers for each issue. So when we went to one city, we always do um, include like the locals, uh, if it's writers or uh, photographers or stuff like that. So I actually went back to that idea, which we haven't done for a couple of issues now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just reached out to a lot of photographers that I came about on Instagram and stuff like that um, and asked if they wanted to help out. Um, and obviously, it's like we were, were on a time schedule and uh, you, you've seen some photos on Instagram and you don't really know how it's going to turn out. but. Um, I, I just had to go with it. And it was kind of a fun way of just a leap of faith. <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> just sending them a brief and talk briefly to them. What do you like? Okay, you have to go to this store. And, uh, you're going to meet this guy. Take a photo of him, this and this photo. Um, and also had a guy, um, you had this a new um, cycling path going through Helsinki uh, called the Bana. Um, 
and all like the stock photos were like horrible. So I was like, no, we can't, can't go stock. We can't go stock. So I was sending him on like a trip all through this path through Helsinki. Just, just take some shots. Um, I don't know how to brief you on this, but make sure they're good photos. <laughs> and, and they did turn out great. So um, I, I like. I always like from I started this. I always wanted to. Um, uh, how do I say this? Um, I like to be involved in everything, but I also like to just if I want you to write something or I want you to do a photo series, I want you to do you. Mm. I want you to do mm. your way of it. Mm. Um, obviously, I will have some kind of brief, but. Um, I like the magazine to have like that variety throughout mm. with, um, instead of me telling you how to do it and all of the photos will have the same style. I like that it has a different kind of style for each um, each article or yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess one of the things that people have said uh, about COVID in general is that actually it's brought on... Um, new ways of doing things that you might not have done before but actually you come to realize that this is a better way of working or a better way of doing things is was there anything that you came across in this you know kind of if you like emergency issue where you're doing things because you were totally forced to do you think you might carry some of those things over you know once we've got rid of this virus and and the world's getting back to normal uh that's a good question um I have to disappoint you. I think no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't disappoint. That's fine. Um, I guess just because it was, I thought it was going to be easier, but it was actually a lot harder yeah. because when we, usually we travel for like a week uh, and we do everything from like 15 to 25 interviews uh, in that week. And I guess it's something about uh, not only meeting people face to face and you explore things yourself, but also like when you're you're done with the interview, you're done with it. You just have to write it and then obviously get approvals and stuff. But when you do things online or by email, it takes so much time mm-hmm. <laughs> just booking the meetings and then they can't and then you have to rebook. And um, so I think... The whole process of making this issue, um, it, it took a lot more time than than expected, and a lot more time than we usually mm. uh, than it usually does. So mm. I, I would have to say no, <laughs> probably. <laughs> that's, that's or maybe one thing would be to include include the locals again. Um, I, I enjoyed that part of it because it, it's sort of like a surprise for me as well. I don't. I don't have a plan for everything. It's sort of like when you get the photos, you see them for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so maybe including local photographers and stuff like that will be something to do mm-hmm. uh, for the future as well. Yeah, but mainly you just want to get back to normal. You just want things to go back to the way they were before. That's totally fine. So the, yeah, I, I'm, I want to travel again. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, Right, let's talk about traveling then because your first issue... Uh, was Tokyo and it kind of wasn't really intended because you you just found yourself there. The next issue was Oslo and for obvious reasons I guess you're you're making a magazine about the place where you are. Since then you've just been to this like sort of roll call of all the cities that 
I would really like to go to. So you've got Portland, London, I'm here, New York, Paris, Lisbon. What are you looking for in a city when you when you choose it for the magazine? Um, that's also very very interesting because we get emails all the time about uh, emails and, uh, and like on Instagram and stuff that people suggest cities. They're like, oh, you should come here. It's the best city. And they do like a really a lot of research mm. uh, beforehand. So it would be easy for us just to pick that city and just like, hey, you did half of the research already. Hmm. Um, but um, I think the, the most important thing for me is uh, we always try to pick cities, obviously, that we want to go to, uh, but uh, cities that are somewhat up and coming. Um, and you can say, what about New York? It's not up and coming, but uh, it's up and coming in the way that um, uh, cycling is sort of like always evolving, um, a cycling path and stuff like that are not the best or just just some sort of evolving in terms of the cycling and commuting in the city um and i i figured that is like uh where we find the good stories as well and um, a lot of people have asked me why we don't do amsterdam why we don't do copenhagen um because i think that would be the obvious choice mm. since we do cycling mm. uh, but that is uh, i find those cities like the and the top of the class um, and they do everything <laughs> right and and we want to do do things like them so um i'm not saying that we're not going to do it but uh, it's easier to do uh or it's it's better for us to choose cities that are up and coming and struggling sort of mm, mm, i see yeah yeah the, and i'm interested also in what do you want people to do as a result of reading this magazine because personally speaking when i read this magazine it makes me want to go and get out on my bike and and again like in normal pre-covid times like that's every day i like ride my bike to work but like i'm not doing that now so i was reading this one and just really like itching to to get out and go for a ride yeah that's really it <laughs> that's, that's um, it okay right <laughs> but I, I think also it's um uh, i think for each issue but especially maybe the lisbon issue um which was two two editions ago uh, I found myself as well uh, exploring uh, the the thought of traveling with bicycle uh, with the bicycle or, or or renting a bicycle when you're traveling somewhere. Actually, going out of the city, going exploring, um, and doing that with the bike, not only um, by train or whatever else you're doing, mm. um, because. Uh, not only going outside the city, but also in, when you're traveling about in the city, you you see the city in a whole different way. Mm. If you jump into a taxi or a metro, you, you're you like, I, I found that very interesting when I was in London. It's just like you go down this hole and then you come up another hole and you're in a different place. <laughs> but if you go by bike, you see everything totally. uh, on, on, the, on the way. Um, so... Uh, it's just like you you can find a restaurant you can find a, someone playing music in a park it's it, you see so much more when you go by bike um, mm -hmm. and i i find that so um refreshing every time i do it um so i i think that's what i want people to i think i think people 
know about it, but I don't really do it. And when they do, they never stop, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also thinking about this most recent issue in Helsinki, there are some forms of bike riding in there which are really, well, to, to my, like, you know, sort of weakling eyes in London I see some of the people riding through ridiculously deep snow and stuff like that and just think like how yeah. how is that happening but I guess in Oslo maybe that's also similar yeah it's pretty similar it's it's not I wouldn't say it's common but uh it's getting better and the last couple of years it's getting a lot better uh both with the path uh, they they clear the path for snow um, and you obviously you have snow tires Um, and also the city bikes now come with snow tires so you can rent city bikes all year round right and i guess um i actually i have a road bike like with the smallest tires Uh, i changed to the winter tires they're still small but i find it easier to go on snow than if it's like a uh, wet uh, summer uh, asphalt that's really? that's worse really? like when you're on the winter tires you're like study and it's really so much fun mm. well I, you, i'm not sure you've really convinced me i want to try it personally but i can i can <laughs> i can appreciate what you're saying so um I, well we, we mentioned right at the start um uh, that you have a, a new little baby and in your introduction uh, to this issue refer to it as making a new human being which I thought was somehow like very Scandinavian it's just like a very rational way of approaching what you're doing do you do you have a plan for when you will be getting back on with making another issue that's a really good question. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know yet. That's the that's the easy uh, answer for it. Um, I will uh, I will get back on traveling and making uh, the next issue. The next issue will be the tenth issue. So yeah. obviously we have to wait, make at least one more. Um, but obviously um, traveling is harder when you have a baby, mm. uh, emotionally, emotionally and physically. But um, maybe like fall next year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it depends on COVID as well. Um, that has to be gone. Um, mm-hmm. But um, hope hopefully next year. Yeah, by the end of next year, um, I'm hoping to do another city, maybe a city close by, so we don't have to travel too far. But uh, ah, of course. Yeah. So that that was going to be my next question. Of the so, do you have an idea of where you'd go for it? Yeah. We were actually, um, this is not a secret, I've had Melbourne on my list for a very long time, but <laughs> obviously Melbourne is not, uh, not very in the pipeline <laughs> now. Um, uh, also Montreal is on the list, uh, I think it's a super interesting city and I haven't been there, um, but um, just, just because of everything, I think we're going to do like a close by city, just close to Norway and close to UK, where we have uh, most of our core team is uh, based in London. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> nice. Well, it, it sounds like you have plans for issue 10 and 11 and 12, um, at least. There. So um, really, really good luck with, with all of that. Good luck with the, the baby. Uh, I hope that you're having a, a good time with that. And um uh, well, I look forward to seeing that big issue 10 when it emerges at some point. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
Okay, that's all for this week. I'd like to say thanks again to Mari for taking the time to speak with me and especially for fitting it in around the baby. I am very pleased to say that we have copies of Bike Vibe available to buy in the stack shop at the moment. So if all this has left you wanting to see the bikes for yourself, head over to stackmagazines.com forward slash shop and you'll find it listed there with lots of sample spreads and a story list so you can get a better idea of what it's all about. Once again, please do keep us in mind when you're doing your Christmas shopping this year. You can see all of our gift subscriptions at stackmagazines.com forward slash Christmas. Or, of course, we've got loads of magazines to choose from in our shop. Uh, Or maybe you'd rather give someone one of our gift vouchers or a mug or a tiny enamel pin badge recreating a great independent magazine cover. Um, I think if you're the sort of person who enjoys this podcast, there's a good chance you'd really quite like the pin badges. We have got one more episode of this podcast planned for this year, so um, thank you very much for listening to this one, and we'll be back with that final episode next week.